All right, welcome to Craft Imperial. This is the Viking. I am the Bourbon Cowboy. We sit here, discuss great cigars, great whiskey, and have a lot of fun with banter and discussing all these great cigars and bourbon. We'll sit here every week with you, enjoy this podcast, different cigars, different whiskey, all the banter, a lot of fun, a lot of nonsense, and (laughs) that's what it's about. Thank you for joining Craft the Puro. Please enjoy this episode. Cheers. Uh, all right. Hey. Uh, we all just jamming. Good eats, good things, good and good banter. Hey, we turn this every week. We're joking about our intro. We're live. I like to do that. Just kind of hit play and go. So we're to, uh, this is the Bourbon Cowboy, and we are out on a beautiful day at Winty's. Winty's. Yeah. Quietly secluded amongst buildings and right on the uh, north side of the uh, Spirit Airport mm-hmm. down at Chesterfield Bottoms. This is a very, very old establishment. I know it's got new owners like in the past year. Actually, had to be the past year because they're having their one year anniversary on Saturday the 11th per the poster in the bathroom. And the bathrooms, to be honest with you, are very nice. Super clean. And they have the best bathroom sign on the wall. On their door. Unisex? It says, no, it says man, woman, unisex. And then there's an alien laying down. And it says, I don't care what you are. Just clean the toilet seat. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, you know, that kind of makes sense in some ways. Because sometimes the bathrooms, there's more girls, there's more guys, whatever. I mean, it's just... You know, it's a bathroom. Whoever, line up. Your turn, go in. Right. Just have some fucking manners and clean your shit. There shouldn't be an issue. I mean, why can't we have bathrooms that have everything available for everybody? I don't know personally what aliens need, but, you know, the women may need a few more things than we. What are those things called where you push the button and it squirts water at your ass? Bodets. A a bodet. Should there be a bodet? Should be a bodet. I can't speak on it because I've never experienced a bodet, but I'm looking forward to it. I thought about putting one in my uh, pool. Uh, you don't want to do that. Then you know. get one of those fetish motherfuckers hanging out in your bathroom for oh, three man. hours. There'll be like people constantly in there for hitting a long the red time. button. They're like, I'm hanging out in the bodet. Give me a break. No. Trying to clean my asshole. Uh. Nah, so we're hanging out here at Winthy's. They have a great. Um, Awesome patio, actually. So out here, got some TVs on. We're we're in the uh, outdoor furniture side. They got picnic tables, bar to- high tops, bar tables, uh, the whole nine. They actually button this whole thing up in the winter and put heaters in, so you can be out here in the middle of January in 70 degree weather, eating outside and smoking. Still, whoever's set it up, done a nice job. Well, that thing's like anchored into the concrete, dude. Like. <laughs> Yeah, they drilled down in. Yeah, it, literally, cool. it's in the ground. Um, Winty's has a humidor inside. You can't purchase cigars inside and bring them out. Uh, but we're sitting out here, and we actually have something new on the podcast and something new that we have never had. Or we've had. Uh, we've we both had it, right? You've had it, right? You're talking about the bottle and bottle? No, no, no. The whiskey we're drinking right now. Oh, yeah. This is... Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this was on one of our startups. I don't think we did the rye though, did we? We did. We did Maybe envy. Not. We did envy. 
but I know it's crazy. Well, right, yeah. So anyway, to basically set them straight, we um, did a house pour in here, and we're doing their Angels Envy Rye, which I'm assuming it's up to date. And me and Mark just had a sip of it because I never know. He's always tricking me when the hell we even start the damn thing. The inaugural cheers, though, right? We do the right, cheers yeah, now. Yeah, the though. inaugural cheers. And the amazing thing was is we gave it some nose, and I'm like, holy hell, that's sweet. And it is. And then we both came up with, like, oh, my God. It's, like, literally a hot butterscotch drink. Yeah, for sure. For sure, and it's real like it's real like taming calm too when you drink it down. And I want to say, where's my phone? I think this shit sits at like I might be at a hundred, if not over. But here's my thing: is that butterscotch? I mean, I think it's like right on, and that's fine. But I don't. I mean, most guys who love bourbon and want to be involved with rye. Um, they're not going to be too happy with that butterscotch stuff. That's what I was going to say, right? So I oh, is love this tailored more towards the girlies. I mean, it may, it may be a welcome, a welcoming and maybe draw some in, new right? Guys who are if you're trying kidding. to bring someone over to rye, going heavy, heavily sweet on the rye versus the spice would probably be the way to go, right? But this is sweeter than fucking. This is the sweetest. This is sweeter I've than tasted. this is sweeter than Basil Hayden double rye, and they pour wine in that motherfucker to get that color. All I'm saying you know is some of the sweetest shit I've ever tasted. Hang on. And I don't think I'm lying. Um, and I hate, I mean, it's not like it's a negative thing. It's just like it ain't my thing. And they gave us a very generous pour. Oh, that's why it's so sweet. The Angel's Navy finished rye is finished in Caribbean rum cast. Oh, good God. So, yeah, it's almost like sugar cane is what we're tasting in there too uh, taste by whisper rum cast finish right rum sugar cane synonymous yep. together it's 100 proof it spends up to 18 months in Caribbean rum cast holy shit bags that's uh, I, I told you it was high yeah that's a bit long for me I mean well, so here's one of those fun things too, right? And this is actually really fun. So let's go to cigars real quick, right? So I actually pulled out a vintage um, La Florida Minicana Mysterio before it had to go to do T-C-F-K-M-A-M, the cigar formerly known as Mysterio. That's what the box says now in the initials. Yeah. Because uh, they got sued by... Um, they got sued by the Mysteria event in Las Vegas for the name. Um, but with, I, so I threw that to Haji. He'd never had one before, so I wanted him to have it. Um, but I'm actually smoking the new Avo release. This is the Caribe. This is the newest release for the Caribbean edition of Avo Yvesian. And the only reason I bought one to try it is it's the first one that's not box pressed. And this thing is fantastic. All the Avus are box pressed. Most of the synchronization is the the Caribbean. Like if the, they're doing a combined package of some sort. Yep, they're box pressed. Yeah, they're box pressed. Because you know, to be honest with you, I've had them before, and I don't know. And I only go by orange. I had use. I've had the orange label a couple times and really enjoyed that. The legato. Yeah. 
that's probably, I'm guessing, I didn't check, but I guess it was probably a Nicaraguan Tite Maduro and it was really enjoyable. From Avo? From Avo. Uh, it's Dominican, all the way. All of it's Dominican? All the way. With the exception of the box pressed Avo Nicaraguan synchronization. Well, I'm really surprised I liked it then that much. Not that I don't like Dominican, but it's usually mixed with some Nicaraguan or it's a blend of some sort. Oh, no, no, yeah, I'm sorry. No, there, there is Nicaraguan in it. I don't mean that, but I mean primarily that's the Dominican tobacco. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, whatever. It's probably Nicaraguan filling. I haven't done a lot of Avo in a, uh, uh, Dude, I'll tell you, Avo, I like, and it's this is, I They're think, getting better. They're getting It's up. a Mexican San Andreas. Actually, I'm not even trying. I don't remember what the wrapper is on, but the Avo Classic Number 4 is that Churchill Avo Maduro. That cigar is just fantastic. I don't, I don't care what's in it. It's just good. You know, I think we're getting to the point. It's like bourbons anymore now. It's like, really, you don't have to like scour the earth for good shit anymore. It's there. You know, you just have to uh, listen to the podcast one, and we can share with some of the less expensive stuff that's really good and some of the other stuff that's you know maybe in the $50 range it's really good but I mean cigars in that I mean almost in any cigar shop let's say no matter what and you need a gar and you're down low you can almost go into any shop now and find at least one good killer smoke if, I think one's low I think talking, one's low I'm talking like a gas station oh hell yeah or you know, a cheapy smoke or a dude. You can go. Cheap. You can go into a, a Phillips sixty six, and a fresh sealed pack will be a Drew Estate Underground Maduro or um, aging. The aging aging room. room. Aging room. Yeah, they got the Quattro the and label, the that was Cigar of the Year. They have those in almost every damn right. And that's a fantastic cigar. Again, but it's box pressed. <laughs> it is. So you are correct. That brings me to my well. So what I was saying is the Caribe from Avo Uvesin with this this rum cast finish. This is actually really good. These actually meld together phenomenally. Uh, before I get to some of these points, I want to bring up and talk about what are you smoking? I am smoking another one of my favorites. Old the, Faithful. The Jaime Garcia. Um, I'm doing a smaller, more of a Robusto size than my, um, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, and Mark is so technical on his, what he's smoking. I'm not. I, whether traditionally I'm doing a Gordo or a 660, I mean, I, I'm not as, uh, hampered down on a, the bigger ones unless it's a specific day but i enjoy the smaller ones now because i like to get a few in rather than smoke one for an hour and a half or whatever anyway this is one of the smaller robustos and it's fantastic i mean this blend with this cigar like for any guy who just likes something that's full-bodied but yet not overly uh blowing you away this is just a great consistent cigar done by my father um does Pepin got anything that is my father yeah Pepin. my father well i know that but i didn't know if he had specific um you know brands he did or is he involved in all of it Pepin garcia owns my father oh okay yeah that's Fantastic. his company that's his company yeah yeah well either way I'll that's why it. that's why it's always kind of funny too when people come in and they're like 
you know, you walk into a shop and your buddy's like, man, I love my father. Like, they don't have my father here, but they've got Tatuaje. They have crown heads, right? They've got a little runoff here. They're like, well, why does that matter? I'm like, because Pepin does that tobacco. <laughs> That's still Pepin's tobacco. You know, it just doesn't say my father on it. Right. Um, but it's yeah. the same way with bourbons, like I've always said. Yep. Uh, it, they mimic each other pretty well because there's only so many big boys in the industry, and you got to get them from somewhere. Well, that's like one of these pours we're going to have today, this bottle that, that we shared on Sunday. Um, shocked the shit out of me when I found where it was from. And the age statement on it. Which was what? Six years, 1792. Bottle and bond, hunter proof. That wasn't Chestnut Farms. Cheshire though. Farms. Well, um, is the bottle and bond um, by uh, Burton Distillery? Yeah, 1792. That one doesn't say it, but the regular does. Well, because our, I just want to make sure we're not mistaken that um, Kirksland from um, no, see um, that was Costco. that was the joke that I made, right? So um, I wondered because they had that bottle and bond. Um, because we've had this uh, Chestnut Farms before. And it was, we would consider it good, a good bottle of bourbon. But then um, there was another 1792 that came through, I want to say Kirksland, right? They did it for them and it was out Car of yeah, uh, Costco. Yeah. And then you brought this to the table the other day, um, this bourbon bottle and bond. So again, that's a four year product at 100 proof. And it was damn good. And I was like, well, let's put that on the show because I love the bottle and bond because, God, it's got all the standards that you want in a goddamn good bourbon. Uh, but then there's another one you had, too. Black Middle Hills. Yeah. Well, that was a dark mission there. That thing was like, oh, my gosh. You liked I mean, what did you think of that? It was I, good. I, I didn't like it. No? Oh, it First good. time we disagreed because I just did not care for that. It's still 1792, but it doesn't say if it's six year like the 93 is. Well, we know this has got to be a four year. Got to be. So this is a four year, probably out of Barton Distillery. That's and, that's uh, fair. Yeah, that's probably that's probably about uh, right. You know, and and their their primo line is 1792. So I mean, that's probably what it is. Anyway, it's it's delish, but of course we're not drinking that just yet. No, we're still on. We're this. still on. We're at Coney Island. Uh, <laughs> With cotton candy and all kinds of shit going on right now. I like the Coney Island reference. That's fun. Yeah, we're still playing with our uh, caramel candy corn butterscotch makeout fest. So we know what we're smoking. We know what we're drinking. What are we watching? Because I just watched the second episode of C. I've got to get on C. And uh, season two, though, right? Season yeah, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Dave Batista's in it now. Uh, he's at his brother, which is the mammoth. Yeah. His brother in there. He's a big son of a bitch. 
and he's I like him, man. So I've been I've been watching Ultimate Surfer, right? We talked oh, about yeah, that. Oh yeah, I started watching that. Uh, right. American Horror Story season ten's out, so we started watching that. It's fucking trippy, it's dude. It's fantastic because I never watched season one yet. It's I'm fucking 10, trippy. 10 years behind. It doesn't matter. That's the cool thing about it. None of them matter because they all go with uh, different little giddy ups through the whole thing. Can I take this? Yes, oh ma'am. yeah. Coffee to your milk. Right there, you go. <laughs> yes. What? Um, but what is this kind of like? I know they've done. Like, so this one's called double feature. Deep so, bar circus act. Yeah, yeah. So this one, show. like the first half of the season, is called the Red Tide, which takes place on the sea. Which and, I've and, experienced the Red Tide. Well, this has nothing to do with that. It's it's a much much different. I don't want to I don't want to ruin it. It's watch it. It's it's fantastic. Okay. And then the second half of the season. I think it's called Blue Rain or something. It's got to do with in, in the Nevada desert. But it's it's pretty gnarly how the whole thing's going to come come together. It's, it's really cool. And then I found this stupid-ass show on FX called What We Do in the Shadows. It's a mockumentary about, like, a camera crew following around a bunch of vampires. But it is so, so mature content funny. I think I've seen that, like, oh, on a teaser or it something. It is stupid hilarious just the dumbest shit you find yourself like you'll giggle and then you look around make sure no one's watching you giggling like you're like nah, I don't know. it wasn't funny but I don't know it's good I watched that um, there's this show on um, I think it's Netflix called Clickbait it's got Adrian Grainer in it the dude from Entourage yeah. and it's about it's about um, like I won't ruin it this way he gets kidnapped and they put a video out, and he's holding a sign that says, "If five million views, I die." Watch, I'm on it. I've been watching that too. Bro, wait till you finish. Not what you think. Yeah, I've been watching that too. Not what you think. Yeah. It gets wild, man. It gets weird. You know, I think we're watching so much shit. At the end of the day, when somebody asks you what you watch, you don't even know anymore. I'm mm. like, oh my god. Um. And it's funny, dude, because you get like two hours I'm of TV time. I'm still promoting uh, Jungle Cruise on Disney. I'm not. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, my God. I thought it was great. And it's I didn't want to pay 30 bucks for it, dude. No, well, is it? I thought it was 20. You can watch it at home. Maybe it was more. Maybe it was 30. 20 I'll pay for it because that's like me going to the movie theater, right? No. 30? No, you're not going to get any popcorn? You're not going to. Okay. Bro, I have the popcorn ready. I don't drink soda, I got the beer ready. We're good to go, man. Yeah, but you're talking at home. I'm saying yeah. if you went to the theater, you know, you'd buy some popcorn. I got to have some popcorn. I can do away with the soda. I give a shit. I think I, I got to have this. some popcorn. I laughed. I can count on one hand the amount of times why and I have been to the movie theater since we've been together. We saw Devil, Beauty and the Beast, um, and then we saw It Part 1, It Part 2, and the Joker. We did see when it. we went and saw it part two. We went to the like the Ronnie's or whatever, right down over there. Right. We walk in, we get our ticket. I look left. I'm like, there's a bar in here, and I think you remember this. I took a picture drinking a beer in a movie theater, and I sent it to our group. Drink beer at your. All seat. you motherfuckers were like that. That's old. I'm like, I haven't been in the movie theater in two and a half years, bro. Well, I haven't either. <laughs> but they had that beer there two years ago. But I went and I chose the Disney thing because I've always loved Disney, but there's just, I like a Disney adventure movies, you know, like, but anyway, I really found this pretty cool. I enjoyed it. 
Yes, you're right. Hodge said he liked an adventure movie from Disney. Dude, I like dance and singing shows. Yeah. What are we worried about? The new Cinderella is pretty dope. It's on Prime. I watched whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I don't know about that yet, but. You know, the chick that sings that song, Havana, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, my I heart is in. She plays Cinderella. Uh, my music stuff being hit right she now. She plays Cinderella. Yeah. Yeah, there's so Good. much shit out there now. I mean, I every week I click on shit now. On uh, whether it's Roku, Hulu, FX, uh, HBO Max. Um, d- dude, it's fr- it's like. Did you hear the issue with HBO? You better be ready. September 15th, HBO is leaving Prime, and now you have to d- download the HBO app and pay HBO. It's a new streaming. Yeah, single. and I have never paid for HBO. Now I have to pay for HBO. Well, that's what we were watching. I'm a little sad because I watched Titans, 100 Foot Wave. Right. Uh, shit, I watch a lot on there. Um, but I got to get you one of these smokes, man. These things are super floral. Like, they're they're sweet, but kind of like uh, crushed red pepper on pizza spicy. Not like lights out spicy, you know, but there's a are little bit there. Through, right. I hear you, bro. And we, we're close to lit. We can go by and grab some of this shit. But, yeah. Um, I know you put up on Instagram the Chico, the new uh, LCA release, right? Yep. I'm thinking right? You want me to bash and it? And I'm just like, holy shit. Me and you never bash anybody. Nope. Brian, I'm just no, saying and from Vince to the fruity package to nope. all these things. I mean, I'm just not really seeing anything special coming Brian out. Brian at Pravada, they're doing a great job. I'm honestly excited. They're marketers. They're marketers. They're, yeah, but they're doing so many different cigars and things are coming out. I think the allure is gone, right? This Chico label got me, bought a couple. Dude, it burnt like shit. It, I, and I even, I'll do it here because we're listening here. I even had a whole boomerang going on Instagram that I was going to post. I'm like, I'm not going to blow the guy out like that. I don't do that. We don't do that. I, no. I'm never that guy. But at the same time, I'm like, you asked me about it. And I'm like, I'll give it to you. So you can, it's, it, maybe, maybe they're better later. But my issue is if they're better later, stop sending them out when they're not ready. Well, and the other thing is, is like, listen, man, I get it. You got you got a company up and rolling and big, and you got to get cigars out. But we're just trying to get the hooligan, the next release of ours out, and we just keep. It's not that we don't have what we feel like is a good blend. We're just worried about certain aspects, construction, whatever, because it's a big deal. So we we're on month three, trying to nail this down and get it to fruition. And, and that's three um, months after seven months of blending. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just like, it's a pain in the ass. But yeah. I just don't, listen, if somebody says, listen, I don't care for that cigar, maybe it's not this or it's not that, that's cool. But if it starts cracking or blowing up, or the ends, the ashes blowing up and shit, I just don't want to hear or that Or the shit. burns not right. I just want right. my construction to be good. Yeah. And then it's a good Nicaraguan uh, pretty so, much through. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about that I'm going to start doing, um, and you've never had an issue with box press. That's not your thing. I've, I'm going on... No, uh, I don't like box press. Well, I smoke one once in a while, but it's not well, like I don't want to screw off wine. I don't want to spend $50 on a bottle of wine and like... 
twist the cap on. I bet I could find you a $20 bottle of wine. Twist cap salt better than a $100 bottle of wine. I understand that. But I'm just saying we love the cork. We love the romance. I like the cork, yeah. I, 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 right. I like I'm you just saying, out, yeah. you know, we love going through that. And let's face it, if everything went to a twist-off, Kirkland's would go out of business. There wouldn't be stupid words to fill with wine corks anymore. Right. Right? That's the thing. Should that with Blanton's toppers. We should make a big empty sculpture that says Craft Apparel filled with Blanton's horses. If Blanton's ever makes a screw-off, I know I'm done. Well, we I know Blanton should be in a screw-off, but, you know, whatever. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> because I think Blanton's bottle is one of the most beautiful design bottles out Well, it is, and that's part of the reason it's allocated it's and you can't get it. It adds to the uh, the whole atmosphere. It's a fucking hand grenade. It's a hand grenade. But I'm going to go on a box press spree. I'm going to get box press. I'm going to smoke box press cigars for a while. Maybe I'm being too hard on box press. But there's all kinds of box press too. We've had the oval, exactly. we've had kind of the octagon, yeah. and sometimes I'm not you know, saying I'm gonna smoke attention. a brick by Altidus, but you know, and like flatheads, those are mostly box press, and they're damn good cigars. They I are. don't smoke a lot of them, but they're damn good. Yep, that spark plug is lights out, dude. Yeah, a little is. four is that and a half, green four. Yeah, yeah, that comes in that little fantastic. carton about that big. I almost yeah. put it in my box today. Um, yeah. Well. Uh, you anyway, take this on a rant. I gotta pee. Well, I gotta tell you, this summer is, you know, the old Hodge Farm has gone through uh, an acquisition of a pool and remodel and blah, 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 blah. So we're getting there, and now we're a couple weeks away from, I don't know what the actual date is, but I'm, I'm guessing a week or two away from summer ending. And oh my God, if you're talking about a rant, the pumpkin spice is out early. Pumpkins are everywhere. Halloween shit everywhere. Christmas trees, uh, all the ornaments are getting pumped into the stores. And I'm just like, what the hell? It's like when I was growing up, man, I mean, we didn't even decorate our Christmas tree until maybe Christmas Eve. Like everybody would, I mean, it just was like at the last minute you put that tree up and you enjoy the Christmas holiday. Now people are putting their goddamn Christmas trees up in the middle of November. And I'm like, well, do you even forget about Thanksgiving? Which Thanksgiving is a time to remember and be thankful for what we have. And we're barely spending any time on Thanksgiving anymore. Halloween is almost as big, if not bigger than Christmas now. And that's kind of a crazy-ass pagan holiday with, you know, goose goblins and, uh, you know, all kinds of shit and treats. That's changed immensely in neighborhoods across America because not everybody does the neighborhood thing. They do tricker trunks or they go to a school or they have the safe zones where all the kids come and do. I'm just like... I got to say, it's just like the ever-changing America, man. It's like if you're not used to change, it's a bad thing because things are changing monthly in America. We're dealing with COVID, social issues, political issues, vaccination issues, um, school issues. I mean, climate change issues. 
I don't, I mean, I don't know that there's been a time in America where we are all in all experiencing more change on a weekly basis than we are right now with everything, almost everything. And I'm not going to bore you with going down the list, but it's crazy. So I'm saying kudos to all Americans who are making it through this, man, and um, getting used to the ever-changing evolution of America. And maybe that we're, we're in a big revolution right now. And to recap, what I was saying is I don't remember a time where things are changing so much right now on a weekly to monthly basis from, from everything, from climate change to vaccination, politics, um, schools, climate. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And then, you know, what do you do? Well, you just pull your bootstraps up and you gotta make it through it. Right. And that's all you can do. Now. I just ride the wave, dude. I know what you can you do. And you think it's not a big deal because listen, we're sitting here with some beautiful plants. It's a gorgeous day, a few puffy clouds. You know, maybe uh, mid 70s, humidity super low, fantastic. We're smoking cigars and life seems to be good. Right now, yeah, we're but good. I guarantee you, you and I and our families and most people are dealing with more issues than we've ever dealt with. Yeah. What's on our table and list to get done in a given day or two is what most people would try to get done in a week, if not a month. For sure, man. Yeah. And it ain't just coming home. The wife looks good. She's got the pearls around the neck and we're having a nice little dinner. How was your day? It's like, holy shit. We survived another one. I mean, it's crazy. Right. It's uh, it's definitely, it's definitely different, man. I mean, so and everyone's got shit going on, but yeah, you'd be surprised how much some people got, dude. It's, Everybody's it's got fucking, shit going on, some worse than others, but we're getting by. People still have smiles on. We're still trying to keep some sort of norm, whatever the hell that is. Yeah, just get outside, dude. There's being outside is good, right? You got get in the you, water. Get yeah. outside. Exercise. I mean, just do something. Don't mope and sit in. Get out. You got to take some wasted time. And go have a little fun. Yeah. Smoke a one cigar, of, drink a bottle of wine, have some fun. One of my favorite sayings in the world is there's a difference between wasting time and wasted time. They're two different things. Yeah, right. Wasted time is stuff that it's, makes you feel good. Yeah. And then wasting is procrastinating, waiting, holding off, you know, pushing it away. I mean, it's just, like I always think wasted running time. Running from the inevitable. That's wasting time. Like, you just do it. I always say either get busy dying or get busy living. There you go. And there's only two two things you can do there. You can wait to die or you can live to live. You can get after it. Right. You in it, man. Right. Um, but no, I want to get back in the 20, box for us. It may be not that big a deal, but when you get True, a little yeah. older, yeah. you like you really think about that. Like <laughs> weeks, months, days, years go by faster. It right. used to be like when you were a kid, days lasted forever. Remember like when the streetlights came on? It was like, wow. Was that, was that past your time? I know when I was Not a kid, normally. it was like, you better be home when the streetlights came on. Right. You feel like you were outside for three days. Because we got like a group of kids, probably five to eight, and we're playing dungeon tag. We're all over the neighborhood, running through houses, neighborhoods, jumping, playing tag. And then it was like, when it got dark, you know, you start kind of winding it up. You get a whistle or a bell or some shit, get your ass home. Or your mom's got one of those fucking Viking yells like, and you get home, but... Right. No, so my thing with the box press, that was a fun little dialogue you did there. 
Look at you, Rob Ross. Well, I just tried to throw some shit out because listen, we talk about cigars. And what people seem to like about us is we, you know, we bring the banner in there, which yeah, we have no idea like, what kind of what's going on. I noticed like CBS this morning changed their whole uh, makeup. They're going more to a Sunday morning. You know, we always, I don't know, I've always watched Sunday morning, kind of like recap the whole week and what's going on and stories and shit. Right. And now they've kind of recapped that and they're doing that more all the time about what's really going on and affecting our lives and what's affecting us and what's affecting fucking New Orleans and Louisiana and those um, Gulf Coast uh, uh, cities right now is, is goddamn horrible. But you wouldn't know it here but I'm sure there's a podcast group in there saying how fucking bad right. it is down there right, right now. And um, I want to hook up and we talk to those guys. I mean, that's that's rough, man. You know, I think some people are fortunate enough. Like, I grew up by the water, right? So, like, you hear these things all the time that you get told, right? The water is a beautiful thing, but you have to... yeah. You have to be very careful with it because yeah. as beautiful as the water is, it can take away everything that it gives. And I got into this about tobacco, okay, and uh, you know, we we've been talking about how next year might not be the best growing season for Nicaragua and Honduras. Uh, Nicaragua, Honduras, and the DR, kind of that strip of countries there, uh, because of dryness. I'm like, well, maybe if they get hit with a really good hurricane, sounds and I know perfect. that sounds really bad, but that water rushing across the top of that okay. soil, moving the topsoil away and flooding the ground and lifting Where those minerals me? up. Oh to dry them up and then till it out in a way is fantastic you know um it's good but you just hope nothing no thing and no body call you back gets too you. damaged afterward you know it right. doesn't sound great so all right we'll take a quick break real quick and then we'll be right back to get into something so you guys stay tuned all right guys we're back yeah um that's kind of my stint on that but uh, another thing I want to talk about that I want to get off on is uh, I think that so Tobacconist University does a CRT, which is a Certified Retail Tobacconist, right? That's for people that work in cigar stores or tobacco yeah. shops and teach them things, right? And then they have a CCT, Certified Consumer Tobacconist, right? That's a little cheaper. It teaches you things about cigars to help you pick what you want and helps you understand if you've got one of those anal tobacconists that only speak in proper verbiage, right? So they say Vitola and, and Pilones and Viso, Seiko, Lajero, like they start using those words, helps you understand all of that, right? And something annoyed me very highly <laughs> this the past couple days on social media. There's been a, a group of individuals that have been very clear how they've only been in the industry two to three years. Uh, and they're suddenly, through an online class, certified sommeliers of tobacco. And I, I, don't, uh, I don't, I'm not against anyone trying, right? Like, that's really cool. But I've been doing this 20 years, and I've been working three and a half months still trying to get my world sommelier certification. First of all, you're not like a um, you don't become a samurai or a shaman on an online fucking course that's like literally being Those ordained online that are very special that's like being ordained online and calling yourself a priest 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't get it, man. There's two, there's two, and I'm not bashing to you. I have a, a level four CRT from Tobacco University, right? It, I've done it over the years. I have that, right? But if you're telling me that you can pay a company three grand, someone gives you that money, you give them about $30 worth of intelligence and a $50 paperback book, and they can call themselves a sommelier in an industry that you cannot literally taking the term sommelier in tobacco is like taking the term of sommelier in shrimp. Right. Right? Sommelier is is a, where it differs from wine, right? Because in wine, there's only so many regions, there's only so many different type varietals, there's only certain things that make wine, right? In tobacco, you can literally in one cigar have eight different tobaccos from 12 different places. It's possible to do. You literally can roll a cigar that way. And if you're telling me that you can give that license to someone where they can pretend that they know this or they know that, and, and no, man. That's not okay. I, I'm not okay with that. I'm not Cause okay that's Because okay that's going to create another a new level of what I call that old white man personality in cigar shops, right? Like 70s to the 90s when if you weren't rich and didn't wear a three-piece suit and if your wife smoked a cigar, it had to be a Pantella and she had to wear a dress and pearls. This is going to come back to this young 40 to 50-year-old that suddenly they know more about tobacco than the guy that's been smoking 50 years. Right, I would put any sommelier up against an individual that's been smoking for 60 years. Bet he knows more about that tobacco than you do. Yeah. Bet he does. I talk to people on the regular that have been smoking longer than me. That know, and what's the one thing I've always said about tobacco? The minute you become complacent, you're, you're, you're inadequate. You don't matter anymore. Right? The reason, like I got you off of 60s, right? Yeah. You got me on to 60s. Right? And I know I know this is not I know so fucking much about tobacco it's dumb, right? I'm a nerd about it. It, it is what it is. But you got me on the sixties. You got me smoking some different shit. Things that I told myself I would never smoke. Vice versa. Right? Right. Yeah. Same thing it happens every day, right? This box press thing. I've determined that you know, I got guys that are offering me gifts and, and I've caught myself going, eh, it's box press. So what kind of dick does that? Like why would you do that? Someone brings you a gift and you go, nah, it's box press. Right, when you gave me the Avion. Right, first thing I said, that's box press. Right, smoked it, fantastic cigar. Right, why did that word even have to come out of my mouth? Right, so I need to nullify that. What's Given the, this license. What's the Olivia or the... Uh, the Milanos? The Milanos. Sorry, it's box press. Yeah, yeah. All my buddies wow. love those it's, cigars. It's a great cigar, dude. Can't, can't do it. But anyway, um, I guess the thing is, is I think for me and you, I mean, that title is like, uh, it's, it's almost like a samurai. I mean, this guy, you're going to him, he's the wizard, he's the owl. He knows all, he can sit down there and say, hey, listen, there's no way, I bet you there's nobody, hardly, that can tell you every size of a cigar that's been pressed or every well, tobacco. The, the best you were even taken back by the, um, and I hope I say this right, is it, uh, Pennsylvania Broadleaf. No, the Lajero. The Pennsylvania Lajero. Right. That's in the cycle. I didn't right. know if they grew Lajero. Right. Uh, I thought they clipped it and threw it away or they ground know, it. That was something new. 
But I tell you, there's a thing that I, I asked Luciano and Mike Weller if they'd ever heard. Mike Weller owns Stable 36, right? Luciano is Luciano Maria's. You ever heard of Pennsylvania Lajero? No. Got something for you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Never heard of it either. Yeah. So, I guess my thing in that is, is like, in sales, um, with anybody with knowledge, you know, and, and, and this is going to sound crazy, but hang with me. So, what happens to a person is, you become very conscious competent of something that you're conscious about learning something. And then once you become very conscious competent, you become unconscious competent. Because you know those things. I got it. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So you become unconscious competent of the wealth and knowledge that you know, but yet most people at that point become this is the end all. Yes, right. And guess what? Once you get to that unconscious, unconscious, where you think you know it all, you revert right back to conscious competence again. It's an endless cycle. The You're minute, always learning. Right. The but minute, you have to go through those levels to get yourself right. Right. The minute you think you hit perfection, you become incompetent. Exactly. Right? Like, I just, I don't see, and there's, so like, and even me, right? So let me clear this up. Yes, I'm studying through the World Cigar Sommelier, right, which is a Cuban-based company. Again, it is just a certificate. But I'm running through that, so I have that, right? You will never hear me walk around telling people I'm fucking sommelier and tobacco, right? Nobody's gonna hire me at a winery to be a sommelier on tobacco, okay? There's not a job in that. It's a continued learning for myself. Right? I, said I that get to eat. go through this class. I get to do all these things. I get to learn these different techniques and methods and historical things and, and more continued and refined dates on the origin of things. It's cool to know. Like I, Again, I'm a nerd about cigars, right? I, I, it's cool to know. Right. That's not going on my fucking my job resume on Indeed. Yeah. Right. When someone looks at that and goes, that cool. What do you know about Microsoft? <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a shit in that? It doesn't matter. Well, it's you know, just I like think that I think that if you work in a cigar shop, like right now, Andrew's getting his uh, CRT, Certified Retail Tobacconist, right? Get that. That's good, right? If you really want to get into cigars, get your CCT. Take the class. You get a cool sticker and a cool little form when you're done. But the knowledge you get, not that it's going to tell you how to taste cigars, not what you should taste, how to do this, how to do that, but you'll learn tobaccos. You'll learn varietals. You'll learn growing seasons versus picking seasons versus aging. You learn all that kind of stuff, which that's really good for your continued growth of knowledge, right? But to give that status of a word to somebody that's and then openly, even to get that status, you have to know how to use it too. You know I what mean, it takes. J nine was a level on one. Some use what you've been given j9 was a level one psalm right or is a level one psalm right and wine and wine right uh, you don't have to ask her okay man. okay well here from mike meninga she at any guns more than i even thought any guns is a level two you know it took four and a half years to achieve level two in wine 
and then three and a half been like months. nine years in the industry but anyway my point is it's just kind of funny is that if the world wasn't ever changing in the wine industry cigar bourbon spirits vodka rum it's changing so goddamn fast how to be the ultimate master anymore you almost can't i mean you're learning every day something new i got a stellar idea you ready for this and it was like hold on it was like um, um eve was like i'm like do you guys i know you got a wine uh sommelier here she goes yes i i didn't even ask her about a water because there's only a few places in the country that have water have you ever heard one of those guys talk oh it's amazing it's not you believe them it's great i believe them (laughs) but then i said do you have a bourbon sommelier here and she goes "Uh, it's you and i'm like well that's not true i said i just i I walk i know what you guys kind of keep and whatever and blah 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 she goes you know more bourbon here than most 90 percent of everybody comes in here and that could be true only because we talk about it every week and I kind of know in our region what we've got and whatever. But yet, I never claimed to be that guy. No. I just am always trying to keep track of kind of what's going on because it's forever changing. Well, true. I've got this awesome idea. You know, this same argument can be had in whiskey, right? We've talked about this. Those guys that think they know everything about whiskey and this is what you should drink and why you shouldn't drink this and this and that and this and that, right? Uh, now, definitely, is it easier to teach tasting in whiskey? Yes. Why? Because liquid is always more dense than smoke right than gas like when you look at a density scale um, but why are barrel picks always so amazing it's that is fairly simple I think no, exactly tell me it's why they're so amazing you have the ability and, 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 and this is what I see happens is somebody in there like the shiny barrel guys who are always walking the barrels every day checking everything they're finding these sweet spots. And if you want to do a barrel pick, they I mean, for the most part, they do not let you come in there and spend a whole day walking around with the shiny no, barrel any, guy. No, any, any barrel pick, it starts with a get selection two or of three barrels. Different selections. No, you get, no, you get 10 and you work your way down. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought it was less than that from what I've been told. Is they only give you, because they don't have the time, I mean, there's gazillions of people trying to do this. So they give you so many picks to choose from. So you pick one, and it's a good one. That's great. But I'm just saying, you don't. It's not like you going in with the shiny barrel guy, who's with right, a flashlight on every he's barrel. Got, he's some overalls, <laughs> right? You're gonna be tapping all these barrels all day, and he's like you masterfully pick something better than Steve Beam or whatever. No, they've got guys that go in there and do this and give you a choice and you pick the best out of what you think because bourbon as well as cigars man there's a lot of individuality that's going on in that rick house depending on the level and where they're at and um so there's going to be a little bit of difference it's just like you know you could drink buffalo trace all day long then you get a barrel pick somebody that shiny barrel guy went in there with the overalls he's the guy right and he picked some smoother versions, some hotter or some sweeter. So, and you pick it. Here's my idea. What if a blender goes, okay, we're gonna do a store pick on a cigar. You come in and you buy a hundred boxes. That ain't shit to a to a, a big company. That ain't nothing. 
Yeah. Right? Why, why can't you do that? Right? And then hand that off to one of these big fucking quotations, sommeliers, right? You know, and anyone that knows me knows I've joked about this in tobacco, right? What have I always said? It's just a notch in your belt. It means you know tobacco, okay? Doesn't mean you know how to taste it. Doesn't mean you know anything more than anybody else, okay? Because if you eat shrimp and I eat steak and we smoke the same cigar, it's going to taste fucking different. But I think it's harder. Would you agree that it's harder in cigars than... than it's impossible in than cigars. Spirits. It's impossible in cigars. It is. You cannot do it. Because now, it's if you just had like a, what if we're had going a, through. If you we're had looking a focus at more group? than just a taste, right? I mean, when we're looking for a bourbon, we're looking for a nose, a middle, and a finish, or whatever, in cigars, you know, you're looking for, like, you're going to smell the cigar. Then you're going to light it. What's the construction? How does it hold up? Do you want, do you so want many a, other things a Psalm breakdown on a cigar than, to rate it? I mean... Because taste has nothing to do with it. As far as the world Psalm status on cigars, which is an underwrite of the wine sommelier act of Europe or, or whatever that is, it's an, it's an accolade to that. Psalming on a cigar comes down to the feel of the cigar, the cleanliness of the cut, the evenness of the light, the draw of the smoke against the pairing enjoyed by the individual presentation of the cigar. That is a sommelier's job when it comes to tobacco. So saying it's more than about the construction than it is about the actual taste. It's tent. appearance, aesthetics, and presentation. Well, I would all I would put all that under kind of the construction. Yeah, but exactly, that's fair. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's I think it's now if you had a focus group where you had a hundred people that for ten days everyone consumed the same amount of water, the exact same spirit, the exact same food, smoked at the exact same time, lit the exact same way, same wind, neutral wind, whatever, you could probably have a pretty damn even tasting body at that point. Probably. That could happen for sure. That's not going to happen. You can't do that. You cannot do that. Right? It's not going to happen. It's impossible. And you know... To I, use the term sommelier to taste that way? No. Yes, I agree with you. Never. Fucking the other never. thing, too, is, is, I mean, there's, God, so many variables. Um, and Lars Teton, back in the day, for people who know Lars Teton... Um, which he's good friends and me and Mark and I've known him for a long time. He wrote a book. He goes, you know, he actually is doing our intro music for our new intro, by the way. He goes, our c cigars are like individual. Uh, and I don't want to go so far. Careful as how you say what he said. Right. <laughs> but I'm just saying we might get canceled by everybody. Individual personalities. I mean, there could be a cigar that just doesn't work for you right off the bat. Give it up and be done with it. Move on. Um, it's like they're individuals. Uh, bourbon's a little different, but I mean, cigars are kind of individual. Although there's a lot of consistency in these cigars, for somebody to say it's not burning well, well, that's that's. I had a guy the other night who said, "Hey, your um, Cyclops." I says, "Okay, well, how long have you had it?" He goes, "I've had it for four weeks. It's been in my uh, um, on my dashboard." I'm like, uh, "I'm well, like, okay." You well, know, it's been out of the humidor in your dashboard for exactly. four weeks. It'll be toasted. It's done. It's toast. That thing is shit. You know what I tell people and I gave to him that a point? New one and he loved it. To that point, I go, you know the beauty of a handmade product? It's handmade, man. You can buy a Rolex. You could spend a hundred and twenty grand on a dive tube um, 
Kennedy Rolex, right? Beautiful watch. You pick your background color, the whole nine. It might not work. Yeah. You know why? Because some dude with his two hands, or obviously it's probably a woman with her two hands, putting every little piece together, and one cog is offset by less than a millimeter and doesn't push the arm hand, or the hour hand. Watch has to go back to Switzerland and get redone, right? These cigar rollers, these are not weekend fucking warriors with cigars. They're not rolling cigars on the weekend because it's fun. These are They're not doing that. They're making their living. Right. Because they have to put out a thousand cigars an hour. From farm to roll to aging to when it gets us, the cigar is an incredible product. And I always kills me when some guy says, God, I got to spend $10 on that. I'm like, do you even have an idea? of what it takes and i think that's part of mine and yours role is to educate people to understand what they're actually getting well and that's the because good smokers from the america get we're gluttons and we get used Dude, to this shit. we are dogs we're dogs right you feed is us dog worse than glutton i think yeah, yeah well is a like, dog is a glutton right gluttons. Feed me, fill me up, and then hang a piece of meat in front of me and see if I don't go after it. And I'll see if it's worthy. Yeah, let's go. I'm like, man, you don't even have any idea. Could you even tell me the average consumer of one of our cigars even knows what it goes into getting a cigar from farm to market to your mouth? Okay, well, now nowadays with because so with cigars, right? So about 10 years ago, the average smoking age I think was 58 with cigars. Now it's 39, average age of a cigar smoker. Um, so with the access of YouTube and everything, I think a lot of people have learned with developments that have come in on cigars, productions being made, things like that. People are learning, which is why you're seeing people getting away from from the, the quorums and the great fucking cigars and, and and those small cut sticks right right now you still have a lot of people that that's their daily right they'll buy a bundle of quorum 660s for 65 dollars and then spend 45 on three other cigars and they smoke those every day and on or, or they'll buy four right and then every day they monday through friday they smoke their quorum saturday every one saturday a month they smoke their other cigar right the education is out there, but here's the issue too. With education comes ignorance. As many people that are educating, right? I watch these YouTube videos. I've mean, as much as far as people telling people how to light a cigar. We've already talked about only a small percentage of the market are even educated. Yeah, but but oh, technology is a curse, right? I've had I have literally had people. I, I talked to a guy of, of, of probably a couple of months ago. Bought one of the new Air I-883 completely electric hum humidors. Right, holds 200 cigars, electric humidifier, electric uh, hygrometer. Everything came equipped. He went online and read some blog that told him to remove the humidifier and use Bovida. He goes, I can't get it above 50. I went, dude, you have a combined space or contained space right that literally is is piloted it's funneled with fans to move humidity around right what happened to the device that came in it? he goes well i read online to take it out if you bought a car and someone told you to take the engine out 
and start pedaling like Fred Flintstone. Would you do it? Right. They went, no. I'm like, okay, put the damn thing back in. Called me. Well, Google is God right now. That was about 10 p.m. on a Saturday. I worked a Sunday. He called me less than 10 hours later and said it was already up to 68%. I'm like, yeah, just if it's there, use it. It was put there for a reason. Play with it. You and know, then you, also, it's like we've always talked about is like, man, and I know this sounds kind of crazy, but you need to be feeling and tasting and smoking your cigars. I don't give a shit. Like I have a Boveda uh, uh, remote that tells me everything that's going on in my humidor. I'm still don't know why they. But I want to smoke my cigars feel them and make sure everything's good like i put um i have like a box of cigars that and they were getting a little tight and i knew that they had gotten out of whack i put them in a big um ziploc with a 75 and i've been letting them sit i'm bringing trying to bring them back or whatever um you just have to be you just can't leave that motherfucker alone you have to smoke those things make sure your humidor is being human regulated other than just listen to that goddamn deal um and feel your boveda bags if that's what you're using or whatever you're using and uh, you, you have to be involved in the process it's not a, a one-off you know you have to be involved in the process right i think personally you have, no you have to be you know, um, and there's a, what are we doing next? Well, I think we should get on to our uh, chestnut. Yeah, All right. Um, bottle and bond. Now this one, like I said, we'll keep on rolling on this. Uh, Mark brought this over to my house the other day. This was from um, Total Wine and more, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, and they're officially the out farm. of stock across the country. <laughs> right. I. And uh, this is 100 proof, of course, because it's a bottle of Bond. If I tell you guys that, uh, it drives me crazy. But I know we've got new listeners all the time. But the bottle and Bond is a four-year, same distillery, 50% corn, 51% corn, same oak, white oak barrels at the same distillery. Um, it is a government-regulated product. Bonded warehouse. Bonded warehouse. And then... So this one is all out of Kentucky, the big boys, and it's really good. It's fantastic. So we're gonna pour this, and um, that'll be our next little pour here. And of course, like all of our podcasts, we are right outside of an airport. We've got well, jets, this, this time we're literally right next door. <laughs> right. This bar is literally right off the airport. And um, so anyway, it's okay. We deal with it uh, because we're mobile. We don't have studio presence. And by the way, by while the time I'm, I'm talking about studio presence, did Weller talk anything about where his new studio is? Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. So it's gonna be right next door. Uh, Mike, bro, we love you, shout out. Um, Mike, uh, sorry I haven't come seeing you bro soon. And bring the bike down. Bring the bike down. I will, because it's getting... Um, oh, you owe me a longboard sesh, dude. You did it after I left. You're a dick, but I love you anyway. Um, 
So right next door, you know where that like Magic the Gathering card yeah, place is? Yeah, it's studio. gonna go there. I actually, um, when I was with him yesterday, he got a phone call from like the dude that's doing the soundboards and shit. Like he's got like a legitimate like news anchor guy setting up this room. And uh, I joked him, I was like, hey man, we we fire from the hip, bro. We like, would love to be a part of that. Sure. Did he tell you that he's <laughs> thinking about doing like a Johnny Carson theme where we come in, he's got a table kind of set up like, you know, Johnny Carson, maybe a St. Louis Alton theme background. Oh, okay. Right and on. He's gonna have a big table. So you so got you got you gotta have like so we got crafting and the arch, right? You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we talk about some shit, throw him on his table, smoke some cigars in the studio. And uh, Scott from STL Cigars will be in be there. Included, yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, I oh, think, I got a couple of hand rolls for you. I think, you know, me, you, and Scotty. And then we know we've got, is it Cedric the Entertainer? Is he the local guy or is it a different guy? Well, Cedric's not. Well, Mark Gwen. Mark. My brother from another mother. Same first name, same middle name, same last name. Different skin color and different hairs. But his sister um, takes care of his cigar line here. And they've got I, Hey, I, I told you, I have no idea who or what that is. I don't know. Um, I don't know who it is either. Yeah. All right, we'll get it figured out. But I think that's the only other local one, I think, outside of Craft Impero. But anyway, he was like, I like to combine our local guys and have them all in here doing regular podcasts. I go, man, I think it's a fantastic idea. We would love to be a part of it. And however we can contribute, we'd like to be there, which that's just being there or whatever. And uh, he's fired up about it. I think it'd be great for the local fair and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so here we are with the chestnut. All right, yeah, let's do this. So yeah, we got this. So actually, story behind this. Fuck, that is good. Story behind this. So right Saturday night, um, uh, we had the family over. We were hanging out, and uh, the girls went up to Total Wine, and you know I, I love them so much. They're always on my. They're, I'm always on their mind when they go into Total Wine. Wanted to get a bottle, right? So there's a lot of horse love and 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 uh, equestrian questionnaires, equestrian riders in our family. And this Cheshire Farms, man, I mean, it's got a gorgeous stenciled um, wild horse on the bottle. It's absolutely fantastic, to be honest. Uh, and they brought it over, and I'd never had it before. And I opened it, I poured it, and I proceeded to drink over about nine hours that night, uh, about half a bottle. And trust me, I didn't feel that good on Sunday, but, you know, sometimes irresponsible is fun. And I was like, holy shit, man. So during that night, I'm sitting there and I'm looking online. I'm actually, I smoked a bunch of Padrones that night. I did a 26 number two. Uh, I also did a foundation tabernacle double Gordo or double Corona. Um, And then I finished with a number 90 Maduro Tubo. Uh, And it just transcended every one of those cigars. Like it played off each other so well, right? It was a lot of fun. And, uh, so I get online and I get to look and I'm like, man, this shit's great. And I look on there and they got a bottle and bond, 100 proof, Cheshire Farms, same bottle, black label of instruction or description on the bottom, and uh, $100 of Total Wine. Went to Total Wine the next day. We were going over to the Bourbon Cowboys spot, do some uh, Aqua Ranch swimming, have a little fun out there. Stopped at the Total Wine by the house, by his house, cruised in, they had two bottles left. So we grabbed him. 
brought it over and then we poured it and we were like god damn man it's just a good good and for a bib right so next to the cheshire farms the cheapest bottle and bond all right hang on this time i'm gonna i'm gonna mess that up at a hundred dollars it rolls in with a lot of bottle and bonds right um typically most bibs are around 80 to 100 i think now when you get into things like heaven hills old fits you know you start getting into the four five six hundred dollar range um but it was it was fantastic and it that day we drank that against uh the kawaii scar company island prince uh, against a lizard king from black label trading company um and a 17 or 18 crown heads las calaveras um so it, it just transcended the cigars so evenly so we really wanted to have this on the podcast and we popped it out and uh you know i got a shout out to Wenty's, man like the place is awesome good food nice crowd you hang out cigars here you can sit here and have some cigars and if you want to keep your time going you cruise up the road about i don't know i think it's 1.6 miles by my uh gps here with siri up to lit cigar lounge man get up there and check out our og sponsor man i mean they got some great stuff going on uh the larceny barrel picks still hanging out there's barrel picks coming down the way um 2021 calaveras is on tap don pepin garcia full blend out uh tuesday september 14th we have the ruth chris dinner with luciano moreas 225 ticket just buy the ticket don't ask questions you won't be disappointed we'll see them soon we're stoked for our podcast next week with luciano um but enough of our regularly programmed announcements uh this farms is great man and we put it together and i'm glad we have it back on here uh, hello yes oh he's back i'm back and those are nice bathrooms. I wish I had the time to do my bathroom that well. I mean, that I'm just going to get a picture of that sign and post it. You know, one thing I want to ask, though, so it's 79 degrees outside. Nice little breeze. Tents up. We're in the shade. I'm getting some tan on my feet right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to even it out. Yeah, I know. Uh, why are the lights on? I have no idea. It's probably on a uh, some sort of timer. The funny thing is is i see you now like when i we used to do the podcast i used to like set the stage like well we're at winnie's we're down here at the airport blah 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 blue sky little puffy clouds and now i'm seeing you join in on that you're like yeah i'm just trying to set the stage it's beautiful why are these lights on i don't know dude it's it's act two it's act two right clouds are gone lights are on just saying i'm almost like all right, so when you smoke so that, beautiful. No, enough of that bullshit. Windy? No, enough of that bullshit. Is it too windy? There's to get no this such baby thing. Going on? Look, man, cigars are made for one reason: to smoke Whew. them. All I'm right, when you cut this, this, this is going to be a two-stage. Do cut. I break it or no? It's going to be a two-stage cut. All right. So I'm actually, guys, I'm going to try and get this for the Patreon real quick. I'm going to see if I can't do this video. All right. Patreon, you guys are seeing this from my point of view, talking to the cowboy, okay? Vintage 2009 original La Florida Minicana Mysterio, okay? This cap, right? It's called a pencil cap, okay? Right. So when you start this cut, clip right, right below, no, 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 right below this pigtail. Okay. Okay? 
Now, if you can draw there, you will smoke there through the first half of the cigar. Now, don't light it yet. Just try and draw through it. Gotta draw. Gotta draw? Light yeah. it. Now what you'll notice, and we'll do another video as we get to that point, once you get to about the 60 ring gauge there in the middle, the 58 in the middle, you may have to open that more because of the swelling of the tobacco. All right? I love so guys, that stay, shit. say hi to the patrons. I love it. Loves that shit. All right. So, um, yeah, smoke one of these old Mysterios, man. I got a, actually, I did the, uh, you know, humidor um, care guide, right? Make sure you rotate your shit. I found that box. Now, the thing that always killed me was the box is only five cigars, but it looks amazing. So it's like five cigars, right? But they're not like this in the box. They're like this. You know what I mean? So one cigar goes left, the other it's goes like right. It's yeah, yeah, like they're blood on like that. And I did when I was down at Fox Cigar Bar uh, in Scottsdale. Um, they uh, they do a Lido promotional, and I'll show them to you. They have uh, they have the Mysterio um, with a Candela Shamrock pasted on the front of the cigar. And instead of having the Oscuro wrapper, so that's Oscuro and Ecuador Hermano, right? On that, in that cigar. All right, so you saw how the bottom was tan, the top was tan, the middle is Oscuro. This is a Oscuro at the top, Oscuro on the bottom, Candela, with, uh, I guess it must be a Connecticut Shamrock on top. So we'll smoke those on St. Patrick's Day. I bought them when I was in Scottsdale, we'll smoke them on St. Patrick's Day 2022. Sounds like fun, you know, we'll, we'll just do it. I just like, when I saw this cigar, I was just like, wow, that's gotta be a bomb because I'm not quite sure that I've smoked this, but I think maybe I've had one of these with you maybe a couple years ago. I was gonna say, if you had it, I gave it to you. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. and I think I may have had it a couple years ago. And LFD um, has definitely, I've had some of their cigars that have blown my mind away. And well, I, and LFD came we up haven't with- smoked a lot of them lately. Don't have them. That's what I'm actually getting into. Just don't have them. I think I have two chisels left, maybe, and we can do those next week. I don't care. I mean, I've got them left, but I was actually talking with uh, Scooby Drew and uh, looks like LFD might be in the pipeline, right? And uh, like super stoked about it, but Lido has gone through so much. Let's just do a little timeline on Lido, right? With with what we know. 2019, the Andalusian Bull comes back out, right? It's not nearly the cigar it was in 17. It was a month a later, buff. fires his entire staff, hires new staff. Since then, he's been on a back order log of production on product. Right? Now, I'll tell you right now, those D, that DL series, that double hero series, Anyone that has heard me talk about Dominican tobacco, what is the one thing I've said? If you want to taste true cocoa chocolate bar Dominican tobacco, La Flor Dominicana is the way to go, right? Fuente uses all the broadleaf, the Cameroon, the naturals, right? Real dirty, plain, natural, good cigars, right? We smoked Fuente, those good cigars. Some of it's not good. I, I've actually, I told you, I fell in love with that, uh, Don Carlos Cameroon. Like that cigar is fucking phenomenal. Sun Grown Cameroon, lights out. I'll bring you one. They're insane. They're nuts. Love them. Great cigar. I'm a hypocrite. I don't care. It's great. Fantastic. But 
everything from LFD. If you want, like that, dude, that Colorado Claro they do, it's that uh, Colorado 500, I think is the series it is. Man, it, it's beautiful tobacco, but the issue is now, start an account, meet the rep, everything's awesome, you get two boxes, you might order 15, you might get the other 13 boxes in a year. Maybe. Wow. Or you get some stuff sent to you in exchange for what you ordered because you they simply just don't have it. Right? You can't you can't stop growing for a season, right? And then oh, suddenly like, uh, suddenly be able to sell for three years with a whole season gone. You can't do that. If a vineyard dies, if the Napa Valley <laughs> without because I, I'm not I don't know wine enough to target bottles or, or growers the Napa Valley gets hit by a firestorm and it all burns down right they're not going to produce new wine for four or five years right right the reserve stuff will sell right prices are going to go through the roof things are going to get limited things are gonna, because you don't have the crop to backfill what you're already selling right so it, let, let's use the Cyclops as an example okay Right now, we, if we order 10,000 cigars tomorrow, we've, ate, we've eaten our crop until January, okay? Actually, if we order 7,000, we've eaten our crop till January, right? If they don't grow in January, the Cyclops doesn't exist anymore. Right. It's gone. Or it becomes a cigar that I am not comfortable with selling to anybody because it'd be too goddamn expensive. It won't be worth what's in it. The cigar is great. We know that, right? Thank everybody. Thank you, everybody, for all the support and the sales, and it's been great. Thank you. But that's not a $25 cigar. It's not. It's not at all. It's not. That is not a number 90 Padron, you know, with, with 9, 10, 11 years worth of tobacco in it. It's not that cigar, right? It's not a limited pilon pick that's you know you know one hectare acre created 800 cigars it's not it's not that expensive right you know what i mean that yeah, that's where that's where it gets it gets rough you know now we won't run into that issue but i'm trying to compare that to what's happening with 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 lfd la florida minicana and lito gomez and the family they're literally trying to make up a season of not growing and is that because of the hurricanes? No, it, it was because of, of personnel oh. issues. There's there's a bunch of rumors of things that went around. The one thing I do know is that blends were being sold by rollers. They were actually, it was, I call it the, the Dominican Pappy Gate. Like tobaccos were actually being moved to other people and other cigars were, and I'll tell you after this, the, the bull that you smoked in 17, I know you smoked with somebody else. It's one, of your, it's one of the cigars you like. I know you smoked it. I love the bull. Because I know, I know who bought it. Yeah, the 17 bull. It. Yeah, that won Cigar of the Year. Yeah. And it was fantastic. And it was actually next to... Next to... Oh, sorry. I don't know what you called that um, cigar length and that build on that cigar, but it was An like... Andalusian it bull just built, 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 and it was bold, and it was beautiful. And then we fell in love with them. And then the next time they came out, we were, it was like a cream puff. It was like crispy. It was like the crispy cream. 
fucking cigar of the industry, I thought, as far as the bull was concerned. Well, yeah, that, that next bull was shit. Oh yeah, I can already see where like, I'm getting ready to open this baby up a little bit. I'm probably a half inch in on my burn and my ash, and um, I'm already jonesing to give it another like three sixteenths or whatever. Well, that's one of the cool builds on the Mysterio, right? As it grows through, you got to open up more air. Is it okay, Uh, yes, ma'am. Thank you. And you know what? We get constant service out here. We got two waitresses that are helping us out constant service yeah it's a fantastic place yeah but enough of ba bashing on a LFD if you guys want to know more about that hit us up uh, Swiffer wants to hang should I tell him to meet us here what well I doubt we'll be here we'll be moving on by the time he can meet us here I mean we're only gonna be here for about another half an hour 40 minutes and then, uh, anyway, where are we, uh, well, how is that against that Cheshire Farms? We got to talk about this whiskey a little bit. I think I've done enough, uh, well, hey guys, hang on. I want everybody to know, look, man, <laughs> all of you that know me or, or you've been around me or you know this, I'm not bashing anybody. I am an LFD fan. I, I want Lido to get his shit together because I want to be able to buy it whenever I want. I want it to come into lit so I can wring all that shit in and have it. I want to have it. I want to be able to dick around and be down seeing Jimmy at crew or Mike at 36. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. You're fine. Say hi. 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 That's the honor. Um, but, you know, I want to be able to do all that. I want to be able to cruise into a shop and find LFD. I want to see it. That's why, like, when I was in Scottsdale, cruising around, I'm picking up Green Hornets and 52s, and then I turn around, there's this freaking, like, four-shelf cabinet of LFD. Double Claros, the entire DL series, Lido Privates, right? All the stupid footballs they make and the baseball bats and all that shit. I bought a bunch of because it was there. It's there. It is the best Dominican tobacco on the market, and I will never, ever waver from that. I that sounds exciting, man. Like I was saying, I was pumped to smoke this today when I saw it. I was like, man, that's a really different smoke than I've had in a long time. And I think it's been two years since me and you have like really puffed on some LFDs and really had some fun with them. And uh, so I was really excited. Thank you for letting me smoke this, man. It's oh, fantastic. Oh, dude, for sure. Leggero. I've always liked this cigar early on before I ever met Le you. Leggero. The G's and H. Leggero, Leggero. Anyway, H. what I'm saying is, is I had this cigar before I met you. And I smoked it, and I told Janine, I'm like, man, that's that's a fantastic cigar. I can just taste all the um, layers of complexity in that. And um, 
Mark can probably mark some of those complexities, but um, that's why we were kind of a good fit because, man, I'm like, I could pick out these cigars and maybe not name why they were really hitting me, um, but I just found this one, that explicit label probably in a Gordo or something that okay. I tried that was So amazing. let me show you this. This label, LFD, La Flor Dominicana Lajero. Yeah. Every DL series, double Lajero series from 200 to the 700 to the double digger. How do you know it's a double Lajero? Because be, you just said double Lajero. Well, because Lajero. the Lajero label is in the DL series. Right, so every Lajero signal on a LFD is double Lajero. Oh, I got it. It's a coin sign, right? Like here, if you get a if you get a single, it's a double, right? That's what the weight just told us. If you get a single, it's a double. A God, double is a like double, double, right? That's a I, lot of. Now my mind is roaming. Right, um, but through the DL to the DL 700 double digger, right? That double digger is a 770. And I have never, so the only, so the only seven, seven, I've seen, I was actually honestly surprised at Lit. Uh, I was talking to Brian, Dana, and Andrew, and I remember the first time they got in, or I'm sorry, we, we got in the, the um, 770 Asylum. I was like, wow, we sell it. They ordered it again the next week. Came in on Tuesday. By Monday, they were ordering it. Is that not crazy? When insane. And I was like, dude, I, but here's the thing. I never physically see anybody smoking it. Where they come in and get them. Yeah, and they go home. I know how to get it. But same thing with that LFD DL700 double digger. If you've There's got the entire... There's actually an 880 uh, Asylum Premium. Yeah, there is. Yeah, they also have in the in the Ogre. And I bet it's probably pretty good. They have the... God. They have the... So I, I tell, I've told this before, I think. The only time I have seen those cigars smoked, they're event smoking contests, right? Longest ash versus fastest finish. And you'll win a bundle of cigars or a bottle and this, right? And, and you have them go. Like, I won one years ago on fastest finish. But and I, I was just sucking on that thing. I was trying to get out of jail, right? Like, just as fast as I could. And I won a bottle of Johnny Blue and a bundle of, uh, I think they were uh, my father. Um, they were JJ Classics. I'm not going to remember the Baby name JJ's. exactly, but... You know I love the, um, it's not the Asylum, it is the, um, you know the line I like, it's called the Al Chape, it's like a real stubbo, it's like an 880 stubbo, and it's the Al Chape or whatever, and it's got the gold wrapper on it. No, uh, not El Chape. Uh, lunatic. It's a lunatic. It's a lunatic. El Chape uh, or El no. Chippy or something like that. But anyway, it's fantastic. El Chapo? But either way. Yeah. It's a fantastic cigar. And it's not as long as an 880. It's like maybe a 480. And uh, it's got foil on it. You pull it off. And I mean, it's like fantastic. Something about what I've read about that um lunatic line is there's a certain farm down in nicaragua that provides a tobacco agonorsa uh for that cigar and and i think it's fantastic the you maxwell don't see them a lot. agonorsa you see them, you better buy them because they're not around a lot 
I, El Chiquito. El Chiquito. Got it. Nailed it. And you bought those at Outlaw. You're right. Because yeah. they didn't have them in St. Louis. No. Nope. Well, I, I, will, I have found them at Riverman. Oh, okay. Right on. Not the El Chiquito, but the regular Maderos. Right. What is, okay, so moving on. Aganorsa. Yeah, we should do some Aganorsa stuff. I got some old. We haven't uh, done that in a while. I've got the old Aganorsa. So Aganorsa is Casa Fernandez. They do a lot of the blending. So like Warp Cigars, we've done some of those, like Kyle Gellis. Kyle Gellis deals with El Titan to Bronze, like where the uh, M came yeah. out of uh, from Cohiba that we did. And uh, they do a lot of... Uh, um, or Kyle Gellis does El Titan de Bronze and Aganorsa. And it's I think it's Maxwell Aganorsa's master blender there now. They did the Aganorsa signature two years ago. It had a gold, like what's on the Chiquito. It's got that gold foil on it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I've got, I think Sheldon has given me some of those, to be honest with you. I haven't smoked them yet. Um, Hang on. Anyway. This next one that's pretty interesting, we're going to switch to another bourbon. Because we're going to be uh, finishing this podcast. But this pin hook, I was with, uh, it's probably a year ago, and I was in uh, Lexington, and I went to a, uh, a, well, a liquor store slash tastery called... Um, uh, the Bur House of Bourbon. House of Bourbon. Anyway, they had this pin hook, and they were telling me about this. And listen, here's the bottom line: without sugarcoat and shit, this is a new company called Pin Hook, and their shits out of guess what? MPG, right? I mean, uh, we because need to when talk you about that. when you look on the back, it says right there. Um, Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. So. I listened back to our podcast, and it was number three in 19. Podcast number three. And there was that joke that we had made. We were talking about bourbon, and we were like, Kentucky's got to be the best. And I was like, well, what about Indiana? You're like, what the fuck comes out of Indiana? I was like, well, how about MGP? Right? And I think that's why I said now, that. Is since because that time, right? Yeah. Like, we, I, I always bring up Dave Pickle and Whistlepig, right? Because yeah. Dave Pickle got beat up forever for that Boss Hog line. How do you get the balls to sell a bottle for $400, $500? He goes, well, you know, if you're not really into bourbon, then you don't really want to spend that kind of money. But if you're into the blending and the actual flavor control and final production of bourbon... Now, one of the biggest moves that we know that MGP to come into the spotlight, one, they are the sole provider for barrel bourbon, and they just bought Luxco. Right. Right? MGP now is respected by bourbon drinkers, but you have to understand, I firmly believe that MGP is the number one sourced barrel provider for the entire whiskey market. Well, I don't know that to be true, but I, I think... I, would think just by I mean Sazerac barrels that we have Sazerac's not handle out that much they're not doing it what I'm just saying is you could be very well true but the thing about and I want to say is why I miss that is because right when you think about great bourbon 
it's all out of Kentucky. And then you've got Tennessee whiskey and bourbon. Well, and not even a lot of Tennessee bourbon. You don't even get a lot of bourbon out of Tennessee, it's whiskey. But then everybody's opening up, like we've got bourbon, uh, Missouri now. And somebody says, well, you can't find bourbon in nothing but Kentucky. That's not true. That's not true. Because it's all over now. It's everywhere. Now, Oregon, Texas, You just don't think about Indiana because there are no distilleries that I can think of off the bat. Hold on. Than one. Ooh, well, there's not a distillery. There's a... What do you call... Well, I will know well, MGP is a distillery now. Well, hell yeah, it is because it's an well, end-all distillery. They, well, no, but they used to just be a barrel proprietor. Like and they, they would buy barrels and they do blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, that's like... This is actually going to go really bad in the cigar side, right? I'm just saying... AJ Fernandez. They're one of the biggest sourcing companies in the country right now. Right. So let's, let's take that to the cigar side, right? AJ Fernandez, right? Everyone knows that my favorite end all cigars, the, the diesel unholy cocktail in that size, right? The original Esteli Omita Puro. It's a triple Ajero. It's a fucking spice bomb. Fantastic cigars. The first cigar that AJ did when he when AJ first started, he couldn't. He didn't want to. I shouldn't say he didn't want to. He probably couldn't afford the distribution worldwide on his own. So he created a private distribution through Cigars International, sold to them, everything went out, okay? After all of that came out, he had the San Latano line, right? That San Latano line being a brick and mortar item, dude, you smoke San Latano, you probably smoke the Bull. The Bull is the big box, spread 660. You have the San Latano Habano, the San Latano Connecticut, the San Latano Maduro, fantastic Nicaraguan cigars. Then, you started seeing AJ's name pop up in every Altidus production, every General production. He did blends with Altidus, yeah, Altidus and General. Then he started, okay, so Artesano Del Tobacco, right? The, the Viva La Vida, that's all AJ, right? All these AJ reserves things started coming out. Well, AJ kind of lost the, uh, the allure of being a true Nicaraguan company and now he's he's sitting in that four years ago when MGP was is where AJ Fernandez is sitting right. in now right you know what I mean like it's it plays that way it's a little it's a he's little a world strange player now. yeah and, it, and he shouldn't be because his tobaccos by himself he creates fantastic cigars when he meddles in other things he creates okay cigars some of them are very good. You know, he plays a little here and there. Well, I finally got that cut to the Supreme. Oh, right, um, we gotta do another video. It's amazing. I mean, that, I, that's right, my third cut, and I probably cut two sixteenths each time, and now it's just absolutely fantastic. And what's really cool, no, I did get to coach him through the cuts, but he's got it worked out, so you can see the amount of cut that's changed on it, and you can actually see, flip the cap up, when you look at the cap, you can actually see here the divide and the accordion fold on the filler. So what's always been fun about this cigar is every time you smoke it or you light it, it's, a, it's, it's called a investment because when you smoke the cigar, there is growth that is needed 
in, in helping the cigar to actually work. And a lot of people, the first time that cigar was smoked, they bitch, why can't I cut it one time? So here's the example. If from the get-go you would have cut that cigar that way, it'd have plugged. It would have plugged. You wouldn't have been able to smoke it. You'd have been trying to suck a bowling ball through a garden hose, it wouldn't have worked. But when you do that acclimated cut through the cigar, you open it as it burns, right? And that ash is perfect in the wind. We've actually got wind right now, guys. That ash is perfect, the burn line is solid, the cigar is burning fantastic. And that's just good tobacco, that's proper rolling, that's proper execution. There you go. Right, I like it. All right, let it finish this, I need a little of that pin hook. <sighs> Some pin hook, please. So House of Bourbon in Kentucky, is that's the largest? Well, there was a law that was passed last year that Kentucky could so sell old, unopened liquors. Dusties. Dusties. We drink it, Dusty. Yeah. So they then they were open to purchase from houses, estates of great bourbon, whiskey, spirits that were unopened that could be sold to them and sold on the open market. And, and to go a step further, they could offer those pours at their place because they also offer pours of stuff that you would never get a chance to drink if you wouldn't come to the House of Bourbon. Okay. So they have a two-fold. It's a packaged liquor like you can sell and then you can always um, taste. There's a taste room too. And I think it's fantastic. I think it only happens in Kentucky at this point. Well, that's the, gotta be because I know, I know, I, just because I work the liquor side here in Missouri, I know that, so there's, there's this thing called, I might get this wrong and if anybody works in the industry can fix this for me, there's a bonding limit on whiskey. There's a, so like if, if, if you've got a warehouse, right? And you've got, uh, let's just, I'm not making fun at Glaciers. This is not an attack at Glaciers. This is an example. Say because they're the largest distributor in the state. If Southern Glaciers finds in their warehouse, they find 120 bottles of old Fitzgerald from 1988. Legally, I, I think there's like a timeline. I think I might have this right. There's a timeline. There's an X amount of years that you legally can retail a bottle, right? Okay. And I don't know that you can do that. And maybe that's true because there's a reason I have never heard outside somebody's personal bar at their home. That's where we had the bottle with you that somebody pulls a 45, 50 year old bottle. Now, what I mean by that, now this doesn't make any sense in bourbon because they don't exist, but in scotch, right? You can have 45 year Macallan. You can have 80 year old Macallan in a bottle. Now it's gonna cost you $25,000, but you can have it, right? What I mean by 45, 50 years old is that the age statement on the bottle is from the 80s, the 70s, the 60s. It was bottled in, you know, September of 75. There may be a true, like, mandatory law limit 
on what you can and cannot open. Right. You know, like it's that way with beer. You know, if you sell beer past an expiration date or an expected expire date, you can be fine. You, you can lose your distribution license with wine. If you sell wine outside his expected life, uh, life rate, or if you've got a keg, a keg system, and you've got a cooler for him, and you sell a keg outside an expected expired date, you could lose your license. Like you can no longer be able to distribute. You just, your company dies. You know, so that's got to be only a Kentucky thing. Hmm. Interesting. Well, guys. With all I'll this tell you knowledge, what, this cigar is like awesome. Yeah. I mean, the complexity and the notes that I'm smoking through here are fantastic. And I think, I mean, now I'm on to this um, pin, pin hook, which, in all intents and purposes, is a five-year MPG and water. It's really good. I mean, whoever's picking this out for Pinhook, it's really good. And I do have a bottle of Pinhook that's uh, maybe an eight-year that I have that I sure. bought. This is Lexington. five, right? Pinhook's five. And uh, man, is there is there flagship is, five? Well, I have a purple one. This is a five. I have an eight. It's purple uh, wax that I bought. I think it was a hundred bucks. And um, I don't know. Oh, no. That shit is good. Now, is that bottle available or is that just at House of Bourbon? No. Here's the thing. Well, with Kentucky shipping I want to say it's involved. It's, it's, you can find them in Illinois. I don't think they're in Missouri. Well, with Kentucky shipping laws, right? They're, 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 they're politicians and their stuff passed the shipping law of Kentucky. Can you order Penhook online? Probably. Yeah. We I mean, I that. just got hit this morning by um, seven year Heaven Hill from Heaven Hill, I thought. Now, I, I'm gonna say this is like. Let me check my emails. Um, and they're saying I can buy for almost $80, which is hilarious because it's almost the same as a $12 bottle of six year Weller, or I'm sorry, six year white label Heaven Hill. And they move, it's a $40 bottle. Now they've moved it up to an $80 bottle. Oh, that's so nice of you. Thank you. Thank you. That is so awesome. Cool. Thank you. Oh my gosh. That is so like right on. Nice. Thank you. Every time I leave, I take like a shift drink with me. What's your name again? Kaylee. Kaylee here. Kaylee, say hi. Hi. She just brought us some beautiful glasses of ice water. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about uh, the, um, I just got an email about the availability about a seven-year-old Heaven Hill bottle and bond, which is just selling under $80, which is crazy. Considering when it came out, it was forty dollars two years after they took it off the market. No, six and, six year. 
Well, six years off the market. It was seven six years off the market, but now they've bumped it up a year, seven, put it in a beautiful bottle, and now oh, that's right. It's in that it's blue. It's hard bottle. to find, and I've seen it about for that amount of money. There's just not that much of it out there, and it's fantastic. I have a couple bottles, very fantastic. Man, I think we've had some fun. I mean, this cigar is amazing. Thank you for sharing it with me. Because well, let's do this. Is amazing. Before I start the goodbye and the hang up, tell me about that cigar. Well, the thing about this cigar for me is, is uh, one about the differentiality about it. I mean, it's a different cut. It's a different style. It's like a, 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 almost like. I don't even want to say it's a torpedo because what would you call this size? It's a Figurato, double Figurato, but yeah, really small with a small pigtail, and then there's not a shag foot, but it's a dif uh, differential Close color foot. on the end, and um, the two cuts I had to make to get to my point. It's been a beautiful experience, and then not only that, but um the flavors are amazing this cigar is not too earthy it's got a lot of floral flavors in it i think but was the was the dual cut dual cut sorry an experience for fantastic. the cigar, right it worked out so well those those efforts i did three cuts those efforts are involved and in, you did three did you did miss the second cuts. one i did the second one but then I, I, I did another like 50, or 10, 15 minutes and then I did the final cut. Okay. And it just opened it up so nice. And uh, I'm, I'm still like an inch from the label, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And I've been it's, probably smoking this at least 30 minutes. 40. At least 40. Maybe 40. Yeah, it's a fantastic cigar. So guys, look, from the Viking, man, this has been a lot of fun. Please take everything that, that I said today as criticism and not shit talk. Please don't be afraid to pass the shit talk on. I'd love to have the conversation with the individuals. But it's been fucking great to sit out here at Wendy's. Uh, we might we might go hit up Lit for a minute. We gotta grab some smokes and stuff and see our locker sponsors like that. Or we might just cruise down the road. We don't know. Uh, but it's been great out here at Wendy's. The staff is fantastic. If you're in the St. Louis area or if you're driving through, if you're stopping in, Hit Winthies, man. I know a lot of people stay in Chesterfield. It's right next to the airport. If you're one of those guys, and it's under new planes, ownership, man. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. So from the Viking, mahalo, guys. I love you. I love the Bourbon Cowboy. Take us out, and we will see you guys next Wednesday with Luciano Moreas of Ace Prime Cigars and Dave Payne of Crownhead Cigars live on the podcast, live stream on YouTube, doing the whole open thing. We'll all be here. Cowboy takes this way. I know that he said that pretty plain label, but listen, the new Chris Roos House, Chris uh, Steakhouse, is like top notch. It's one of the most unique places in St. Louis right now. Swanky. Swanky as hell, and that's my term. Um, because <laughs> what does that mean? It means it's high end, beautiful, 
and they're bringing some new taste to the table and uh, the wine and the bourbon is fantastic couldn't be more excited about getting back with Luciana and whatever but never understate what we're doing man I mean this is fantastic I just want to tell all you guys I appreciate you listening in and um, as always I'm the bourbon cowboy we'll see you next week giddy up